the VO Meter, measuring your voiceover progress. Whether you're a veteran voice actor, just starting out, or don't even know how to set a level, we're here to help you avoid the pitfalls along your voiceover path to success. The VO Meter is brought to you by Voice Actor Websites, Studio Bricks, Global Voice Acting Academy, JMC Demos, and Sennheiser. The VO Meter is produced in part using Source Connect, made by source-elements.com. And now, your hosts, Paul Stefano and Sean Daly. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Episode 71 of the VO Meter. Measuring your voice over progress. We've got a big episode for you today because it's our post-VO Atlanta recap. Yeah, we've got a lot of content this year because it was a week long, April 19th. Through the 25th, we had a ton of speakers, a ton of presentations, and we were proud to be there as media sponsors of VO Atlanta 2021. Absolutely. So for us, it was kind of like a two-week or three-week experience because in the days leading up to it, we were interviewing presenters, um, trying to promote uh, their sessions and what they had coming up. So we were just immersed in the conference for almost an entire month. It was nuts. Yeah, and I have to say, while it's, it's a great conference, I love the event, it's done wonders for my career, I think a week is a little bit much. How about you? It's very tough. I feel like we kind of stretched the limits of what a virtual conference is capable of doing or what it's ideally suited for. But that isn't to say, like, I mean, if this is something you're interested in, you can always go for a few days. And they had options for not taking advantage of the whole thing. And if you get the whole package, then you can always take advantage of the, what is it, the on-demand content afterwards? Yeah. So let's talk about that first, uh, some of the benefits of having a, a virtual conference. First of all, like you said, you can take breaks. And I had a forced break, unfortunately, because I got my second COVID vaccine. And I don't want to scare anybody. That's you should, right. You should definitely go and get your COVID vaccine. But the second one knocked me on my butt where the, the Tuesday of the conference, I had a fever the entire day, all 24 hours, and even kind of lingering into the next day to the point where I was like hallucinating. My, my wife was kind enough to bring some Chinese food home for the family on Tuesday night and she brought in and I said oh cool egg rolls where's the soap and she was like soap I was like oh no I mean sauce where's the sauce <laughs> I was like completely delirious <laughs> oh man I'm so sorry you're so at a commission man like my, my my symptoms were pretty mild I got really tired and needed a nap but that was about it yeah ironically yeah, the same so thing actually happened in person in 2019 at the the in-person view Atlanta where <laughs> I was I was working on the team and at some point Uncle Roy Yokelson came down with some sort of virus and was completely out of commission in his uh, quarantine to his room for about 24 hours and I had had breakfast with him that morning and I don't know for sure if he infected me or what whatnot but I had breakfast with him that morning and helped set up his equipment in the room uh, where he was doing his, his X session and I got really sick as well. Not to the same extent, but I, I definitely was in and out of my hotel room a few times with a, with a little bit of uh, gastrointestinal issues. <laughs> so well, that's an... kind of like a, it's kind of like a repeat in, in virtual this year in honorarium. Wow. Um, and that's that's one potential benefit of the digital format, I guess, is there's no con crud. I mean, yeah, it's true. And, and for those who don't know, con crud is what we like to call for when a bunch of voice actors get together and everyone gets a cold or a similar virus or something like that. And as you can imagine right now, as things are finally opening up and we're starting to do in-person events again, we need to be more mindful and more considerate about um, 
about spreading disease than ever. Yeah, so back to positives. <laughs> uh, <laughs> having a chance to take a break or attend virtually where you might be in a case where you're either too far away, like you're in a different country and you can't really necessarily fly to the U.S. right now for COVID reasons or just because of, of cost and, and booking a plane and all that stuff. Not having to worry about lodging and getting to the conference is a big benefit. What are some other ones? Let's see. Yeah, that's a huge one, like the, the comparative expense, right? Because you're not just paying for the conference itself. You're also paying for travel, for airfare, for hotel accommodations, all that stuff. And, of course, all of the planning and prep that is involved with having to travel for a week or however, uh, all that stuff. So for some, I feel like the, this platform definitely lends itself well for people who are just not in a position to travel or they might not be able to make that investment. And another thing I noticed is that people who are a little bit more introverted, who might feel very uncomfortable at large in-person events and may not get the most out of it because they're having difficulty kind of getting out of their own shell and maybe not networking as much as they would like to. I feel like they or people with that that kind of personality would benefit much more and felt far more comfortable putting themselves out there in the Zoom chat rooms, which were still pretty lively, all things considered. Yeah, I feel like that was a good mix where there there were people who were there, even sometimes with their cameras off, people who were fairly reserved. And there were idiots like me who dressed up in a full tuxedo for a formal night <laughs> and was belting out as loud as I could, the B-52s while holding a fake mic in my hand. So you kind of could run the gamut of, of personalities, whether you wanted to just sort of be chill and, and have a, a cup of tea while you listen to everybody chat, or you could be you know, holding a beer in one hand and a mic in the other hand and wearing a tuxedo like I was. So it kind of gives everybody the opportunity to participate wherever they're at. Nicely done. I like that a lot. Although I will, I was actually reading um, voice actress Billy Joe Cohn's blog, like her, her recap of the event. And I have to agree with her con con that Zoom karaoke sucks. Let's be honest. <laughs> and well, the problem is like when you have 30 people singing with different Wi-Fi connections, it, it's just a recipe for disaster. So another positive I wanted to address, and I th somebody brought this up. I think it might have been Elaine Clark when we were talking to her during the, the pre-conference interviews about focus, how because it, it was virtual, in some cases, it can allow you to focus more. Now, there are the people who are distracted by their kids or their dogs or the mailman, and I'm sure that happens. But whereas when you're in a, an in-person situation, you might be distracted by uh, somebody playing with a pen next to you, or if you're close enough to the door, there's always foot traffic going in and out. You may be distracted by the people coming in and out of the back door. And at, in -person, I mean, at a virtual conference, you're focused on the screen in front of you and the speaker. And I think in some ways it can help people whose learning style is, is more visual and need to pay attention like that. Absolutely. I mean, the environment for a con can be very chaotic and very distracting, but like, especially as we're moving between like events and panels and like seeing people you recognize and trying to grab a word in and stuff like that. So for people who might feel overwhelmed in that situation or like you have difficulty processing information when you're that stimulated, absolutely. And another thing I liked, and particularly this year, was the ability to bounce back and forth between sessions. I, I pretty much always did that anyway when I was there in person because I, it was part of my job to go in and out of the rooms. But somebody was telling me, I think it was, it might have been Susie Valerio when we interviewed her, said that she stayed for, for a session virtually this year because she was afraid if she left, the host would notice and be mad at her. <laughs> so, but, I, <laughs> but I think in most well, cases... I think that's 
I mean, that's, that's yeah. definitely something to consider, and it's proper etiquette to an extent. But I think in most cases, people felt less guilty hopping from one session to another in a virtual format. Well, it's because it's less disruptive than someone visually getting up, walking through people, like getting out of the aisle, and spending five or ten minutes going from one location to another. That was a real benefit, especially since we were trying to get kind of a comprehensive view of all the panels for the podcast. It was so easy just to switch breakout rooms if it was like, all right, I feel like I've learned everything I need to from this one. Let's check out this one. Yeah. The only thing is I do feel a little guilty because at one point I did hop into like the last 10 minutes of Cliff Zellman's automotive session, his breakout session, and he actually stopped and said, oh, hey, Paul Stefano, I didn't see you there. And I was thinking, it's because I just got here, but, but, but I didn't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> Called me on. Oh, that's awesome. So that was kind of like some of the general pros and cons of the conference. Let's talk about some of the highlights for ourselves. What about you, Paul? So the, one of the first things I, I, I remember was Brad Oxnum's perform, uh, breakout called Fundamentals of Acting for VO. And I jumped into that to see really how basic he was going and see if it was something that I could use. And he actually had quite a bit of usable materials and actually even had us doing some reading in our own space. So it was kind of a unique way to, to use the virtual space and put people at ease because a lot of times... You've probably seen this when you're working with GVAA. Some people are a little shy when they're reading in front of everybody else, and mm -hmm. it definitely happens in person. So Brad said, I want you to practice this in your own space. You don't even have to turn your mic on. But as we do this, I want you to read along and, and practice what you're doing and tell me how it sounds different for you. And that was pretty cool because it made you feel at ease in the space and because you were in your own space and got a chance to still participate in all the exercises. And the other thing I did uh, that I liked that day was the acting panel with Monique Bagwell, Donovan Cornitz, Dave Walsh, and Beth Chaplin. And they had some really cool things to say about sort of where the industry is now and where it's going. How about you? Let's see. I did a lot of stuff. Um... So it kind of one of the first things I did was actually uh, the toys and games or voice acting for toys, games and mobile apps that Rick Seller and his partner were doing. And it was really cool because they kind of went over the acting, the, like the stylistic parameters for that particular genre. And then uh, he actually offered to the participants a free or free feedback on some of our own toy efforts. So he's like, if you're interested, send me an email. I'll send you some scripts and then send like label your file like this and then I'll review it. And so uh, I had a lot of fun. There was like there was like a Joker script and a Robin script on there and some fun, like some other fun characters, like an, like an alien and a fireman and stuff like that. And I was very happy that he got back to me the next day and he was like, excellent effort, Sean. You really have Toy Vio in your blood. I was like, yes, validation. Oh, that's cool. So that was a lot of, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, a couple other character-centric things I did. Um, I sat in on one of Elaine's panels about anime, and that was really cool because she had some extra time at the end before the next event. And so she's like, uh, let's just do some scripts together, guys. And so that was a lot of fun to watch. And then Ellie Ray Hennessy was fantastic as usual, just like, just bombastic energy and so expressive and so inspiring. If you've never done a workshop with Ellie Ray, she really focuses on the physicality and the thinking of your vocal instrument as an instrument and expanding its abilities to do certain things. So she was trying to teach us all these cool things like how to do inhale sounds like and stuff like that and expanding our range. And she's got this she was kind of one of the first instructors to get me to think about vocal placement when when creating a character voice. She's got this little anchor phrase that she uses blue 
what is it, blue sky, green grass. And then she'll kind of direct participants through a variety of like, all right, now, now let's put it in your adenoidal area, blue, blue sky, green grass. Okay, let's put it in your nasal area, blue sky, green grass. Now let's do an inhale, blue sky, green grass, that kind of stuff. So it really, um, it's a simple exercise, but it really builds that physical awareness of what your voice can do. Well, that's awesome. A couple of other things, uh, I kind of popped in on, on Saturday to a few things because I didn't. I didn't want to spend any, a long time in any one session just so I could cover as much as possible, but I popped into Simone Cleas's uh, talk on the tech threat and will virtual voices take our jobs. Jason Birmingham was there with her, and that was an interesting take, especially since I've been researching that myself recently. I sat in on the business and marketing panel that Celia Siegel hosted with Natasha Marchekva, Bridget Real, and, and Mark Scott, and that was pretty cool. They had some interesting thoughts. I checked into Hugh Edwards' Directed Auditions workshop. Uh, he calls it Directed Auditions Practical and On-Mic Sessions. So that was pretty interesting stuff he had to say. Jeffrey Elmberger was the basics of working with an agent or manager. Now, I will say I didn't spend a lot of time here because Jeffrey used to represent me. So I kind of <laughs> I kind of knew what he had and to you say kind of know well. what you're doing as far as reaching out or outreach. Yeah, but he did give some practical tips for people who don't have an agent how to how to go about mm-hmm. how about how to go about submitting to one and ultimately securing one. And he did say hi to me, so that was fun. And then uh, finally, I met like I mentioned, I was in Cliff's automotive class of moving your VO career to the fast lane, and mm-hmm. that was great too. Cliff has the best tips on how to how to get into the automotive scene, and definitely love hearing from him. Yeah, if you have, if you want to do anything automotive, Cliff Selman is your guy. Although it's funny about Jeffrey, I didn't have a chance to sit in on any of his sessions, but I notice he's like his hair is all short and cropped, and I feel like we switched hairstyles from the last time I saw him. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, that's awesome, man. I I too kind of tried to mix it up between like the genres I was doing and some of the performance training aspects versus more business related stuff. So speaking of business related stuff. I sat in on Carrie Olson's e-learning panel about pursuing e-learning clients, as well as uh, Zena Solomon had a wonderful little talk or breakout session on kind of recognizing obstacles in your way. Like what's kind of like what barriers do you put up for yourself in your business? What mistakes have you made in the last year? And being comfortable with those mistakes, recognizing them, and trying to create a solution for how to be your best self and your best business. So that was a lot of. That was super helpful. So if you're listening, Zena, thank you so much. Yeah, and I actually participated in an X session with uh, a great commercial coach named Dave Walsh, and his X session was titled "Finding Your Resilient True Tell." So if you don't know Dave Walsh, his technique is all is what he calls the True Tell technique or method, and it's all about kind of figuring out who your true self is. What is your personal truth? Who? Get kind of digging deep and just being comfortable with your personality and your sound, rather than trying to ape or imitate what we think commercial VO is supposed to sound like. And I had actually worked with him a couple years ago through the Puget Sound VO Meetup Group, and I was always impressed with him because he was one of the first coaches that actually kind of he like he listened to our demos, he went to our websites, and then he selected scripts based on our voices. And I was like, wow. This is what it feels like when you have a script that's written for you. It takes out half of the legwork. It's awesome. But anyways, since I had worked with him before, I was really hoping that I had improved. I was kind of like, yeah, I want to show him how good I've gotten. And as you might expect, 
I kind of set myself up for failure because he's like, you're still trying too hard. I was like, ah. So I don't know. Maybe I was tired. Maybe I was stressed. Maybe I was putting too much pressure on myself. But I still feel like it was it was very useful, and I'm really glad that I got to work with him again. So while we were checking in and out of sessions and trying to talk to some of the presenters and, and attendees, we actually were able to sit down with both uh, Unicorn Award finalist Brad Highland and attendee Jason Thompson. And we'll play those interviews with them now so you can hear what they had to say about the conference from their point of view. But before that, a word from our sponsors. Studio Bricks designs and creates the highest performing portable sound isolation booths. They are professionally perfected acoustics, enhance your performance, and take your recordings to their maximum quality from your home studio. Forget about managing noise conflicts with your neighbors and family. Pursue your passion for voiceover on your own time and on your own terms. As a voice talent, you have to have a website. But what a hassle getting someone to do it for you. And when they finally do, they break or don't look right on mobile devices. They're not built for marketing and SEO. They're expensive. You have limited or no control. And it takes forever to get one built and go live. So what's the best way to get you online in no time? Go to voiceactorwebsites.com. Like our name implies, voiceactorwebsites.com just does websites for voice actors. We believe in creating fast, mobile-friendly, responsive, highly functional designs that are easy to read and easy to use. You have full control. No need to hire someone every time you want to make a change. And our upfront pricing means you know exactly what your costs are ahead of time. You can get your voiceover website going for as little as $700. So if you want your voice actor website without the hassle of complexity and dealing with too many options, go to voiceactorwebsites.com, where your VO website shouldn't be a pain in the you-know-what. How many times has this happened to you? You're listening to the radio when this commercial comes on. Not unlike this one, and this guy starts talking. Not unlike myself. Or maybe it's a woman that starts talking. Not unlike myself. And you think to yourself, geez, I could do that. Well, mister, well, missy, you just got one step closer to realizing your dream as a voiceover artist. Because now there's Global Voice Acting Academy. All the tools and straight-from-the-hip, honest information you need to get on a fast track to doing this commercial yourself. Well, not this one exactly. Classes, private coaching, webinars, home studio setup, marketing and branding help, members-only benefits like workouts, rate and negotiation advice, practice scripts, and more. All without the kind of hype you're listening to right now. Go ahead, take our jobs from us. We dare you. Speak for yourself, buddy. I like what I do. And you will, too, when you're learning your craft at Global Voice Acting Academy. Find us at globalvoiceacademy.com. Because you like to have fun. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Live at VO Atlanta 2021. I'm pleased to be joined by Unicorn Award finalist Brad Highland. How are you doing, Brad? What? Finalist? What? What are you talking about? Well, there's only three, <laughs> right? Isn't that how it works? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm, every time somebody brings that up, I kind of look around the room to try to find who they're talking about. <laughs> <And> <laughs> well, that's one of the reasons you were nominated, I'm sure, is because you are so humble in spite of your immense talent, as our listeners know, because you've been on the show as a guest. But wow, it's because thanks. of your humbleness that people love you so much. <laughs> that's so weird. I just, yeah. No, I'm, I'm super. I, I'm, I'm beyond thrilled. And I still, the morning that uh, J. Michael called and lied to me about why he wanted me to get out of bed at seven on Sunday morning and talk to him. 
I still can't believe it that it happened that way. <laughs> he said, I don't know if I told you, but he said, hey, uh, he messaged me and I'm sleepy lying in bed. And he goes, hey, I have a, a job I need to talk to you about. And I went, well, damn, when J. Michael Collins tells you there's a job, you get up. And so I got up, cleaned up and got in my studio. And then we got on a Zoom and he goes, hey, I just, yeah, I kind of lied to you. You're one of the three finalists for the for the unicorn. And I just about fell off my chair. <laughs> just, I didn't, I thought he was joking. I really did. That's awesome. I think that's kind of his standard procedure. Doug Turkell said he did the same thing to him two years ago. He called him for yeah. a job. Doug calls back. There is no job. And I think Doug was more mad about that than anything. <laughs> <laughs> I was too, until he told me what it was that was happening. So yeah. Well, congratulations to you. Best of luck on Sunday when they announce Thanks. that. But there's lots to happen between now and then. It's actually, we're talking only on Tuesday, right before the first official breakout session. What are some things you're excited about? I, you know, I didn't think I was going to like virtual conferences as much as I do. I would way, right right now, if, they, if somebody sent me an email and said, hey, uh, turn your computer off and head to Atlanta because it's actually live, I would do it because... I love it. And I think back to when I met you on that bus the first time headed over. That was my first one, I think, in 2018 mm -hmm. or 17. Actually, whatever we met the was. airport in Baltimore on the way down. Yeah. And it was, um, I just, I love being in, in person. But um, the big thing for me is all the people that I met there uh, the first year and the second time and then virtually since then in all the classes and online trainings and Zoom socials and everything else that happens, it's just going to be super exciting to be able to see everybody and talk to them. And I'm really looking forward to the social events and the breakout rooms where, you know, you can you can kind of like chat with a smaller group and um, really connect, honestly connect. It's I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I have a feeling the lounge is going to be extremely popular, not because it's not great content, because there is a ton of it, but uh, like you said, sometimes those those conversations, the best conversations happen in those offshoots. And I think Gerald does that too. He just mentioned it during this morning's kickoff that there's just some magic that happens at those bar conversations in a normal atmosphere. And then hopefully we'll have the same thing in the lounge today. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So as a now conference vet for Vio Atlanta, what That's are some right. things some new people should look out for if it's their first time and they want to get the most out of it? Well, what I've learned, and it was mostly from doing in-person conferences, is that, you know, just chill on trying to get to see and hear and do everything because you won't do it. So relax and give yourself that break up front because if you if you spin your wheels hating yourself because you're not at every little thing you wanted to be at, it's okay because you can't do it. There's just too, too much. So relax. And then this is more for in-person, really conferences, but I think it's really important. You have so many time, so many chances, a thousand points of light of touching people and connecting with people. And you have to embrace each instance and treat it as if you are sitting by yourself in a room with that person, because the, the tendency, and there's so much going on, the tendency is to have your radar going and, you know, high five with somebody walking by and poke somebody else and say, Hey, I'll catch up with you a minute. When you connect with someone or they connect with you, give them your 100% and don't waste a second trying to get on somebody else's dance card. You know, really embrace who you're talking to, no matter who they are, and find out find out about them. Don't talk about you. Ask about them. That's great advice. I'm glad you mentioned the dance thing because I was going to say it's very much 
uh, dance with the girl who brung you, right? <laughs> you, should, you should be paying attention to the person you're having that conversation with because you never know where yeah, that's going to lead. Not pe- necessarily this week, but maybe six months, a year down the road. Absolutely. And, pe- you know, people, it's just a natural thing to have your eyes darting around the room and say, oh, I know that guy. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, she's cool. But when you connect and you eyeball somebody straight to their face and you don't look around, there's a real respect that that person will feel, especially if they approached you. And you can't get that back. You know, if you lose that, you can't really get it back. They'll be nice and, you know, pat you on the back and say, yeah, catch up later. But they'll never have that same feeling as if you just focus on them, connect and make it real. Yeah, there's ways to gracefully extricate yourself from that conversation. And maybe this will be my next networking topic when I'm invited back to speak. Yeah. You can you can close out the conversation just genuinely say, you know what? It's great. I hope you have a great time. Say hi to the kids for me. I'm going to go talk to Armin because I see he just walked in. And that's perfectly fine. But yeah. finish the conversation and make that real connection. Sometimes when I've been in that same situation, what you say is exactly right. But you can also say, oh, my gosh, I got to do this because I promised somebody. But can we talk again? Can I, can I catch up with you again? When's a good time to come catch up to you? You know, and then and then do that. Yeah, that's 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 great advice too. Great tips for newbies. Wow, look what we came up with. <laughs> yeah. Well, Brad, it's great to have you back on the podcast. Thanks for being here and enjoy the conference and good luck on Sunday. Thanks. Thanks very much. I appreciate that. Hi everybody, welcome back to VO Atlanta 2021 on the VO Major. I'm joined now by Jason Thompson, who's a voice actor based in Virginia. And he's been on the show before, but we're happy to have him back. Jason, welcome. How are you? Thank you, Paul. I'm doing good. Um yeah, things have been a little bit different since the last <laughs> since the last time we spoke about a year ago. But yeah, things are going great. Great. So you've been uh, participating pretty heavily. I've seen you in a lot of the the rooms and sessions. What do you what have you been enjoying so far about Vio Atlanta twenty twenty one? Well, this is my first experience with Vio Atlanta, so it's obviously different than what a lot of people have experienced actually going in there. But I, I think it's been great. I've been kind of been able to compare it to all the different virtual conferences I've been to. And I see that they're kind of changing things as they go, which is really cool. They've been really listening, doing a really good job of listening to the requests of what people want. They just made a change yesterday in terms of the lobby room in, in Zoom. And I thought that was a really cool addition. I was like, oh, maybe they'll get to do that next year. <laughs> and they were like, nope, we just did it. So I thought that was a really neat addition to having um, the lobby always open when you go into a Zoom room, whereas opposed to every hour, they were having to kick everybody out of the lobby and reestablish a new lobby as the next hour of talks went on. Yeah, ironically, so that's, that was... happened at, that's happened in person too, but it's usually at about five in the morning where the, um, the restaurant staff is saying, we don't send our people home. You guys need to get the heck out. So we have gotten kicked out of the lobby before in person, oh. but now it's a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a great change, though. You're right. It's cool that they're able to be that flexible. And Gerald and his team have always have always been able to do that. In, in past years, I've been part of that team. And yeah, we've kind of prided ourselves on being able to pivot and adjust the needs of the conference. So that's great. Yeah, this is my first experience with Gerald, but I mean, obviously he's he's doing a great job with the conference and even his whole team is doing a great job with the conference. It seems like they're really attentive to what everybody's wanting 
and making it really easy to work with getting people to all the different rooms. I see that they're like in the lobby area, they're making sure everybody kind of knows what they're supposed to do when mm-hmm. they get in there as opposed to just good luck, you know. But so I think they've been very helpful. So I know you haven't been to an in-person conference, but I know you're we're about the same age and you haven't been doing voiceover your entire life. I'm sure you've been to other events. How is the virtual conference or the format been beneficial for you? Well, I live in Virginia, so it's good because I get to stay right at my house as opposed to going there. I do I do plan on going the next time they are doing a real one. I like it that it's given me the opportunity to probably do it when I may not have been able to do it this year, aside from the whole COVID stuff. But I don't know if I if there was a real conference if I actually would have been able to attend. So this gives me the opportunity to actually go there, well, to attend virtually and hear all the talks and move around. And I, one thing that I do like is they give the, the option of, of checking out different rooms. I don't know, going in person, if I would want to do that, just walk out of a room and go back into another one. So I've kind of tried to see, you know, if, if a talk was really speaking to me, I'd stay there and get as much info as I could or or go over to another one just to check out and see what they're we're doing over there. And it's been really cool. I, I like it. I like the format. It's the only conferences I've, I've done are virtual, but I've kind of seen how it's evolved even just in the last year. And I think yeah, Atlanta's done a good job of, of kind of, I think, taking what a lot of the other conferences have done in the past, like One Voice and and all the other ones that are doing virtuals um, and and kind of tweaking it and making it a little bit better and, you know, making it more accessible to everybody. Yeah, things, things are working out really well, and I think they've really captured the essence of the conference. I even have convoys this morning, but not because of being, of shouting at the conference like it normally is. It's because, as we talked about last night, I was coaching a baseball game for my for my son, and I'm really grateful that this year I am able to do that because in years past I've had to basically commit my whole week to being in Atlanta, and now I can still make dinner for for the family. I can coach a baseball game, and uh, even sit here in my my gym shorts and not be not be affected at all. <laughs> yeah, that's well, that's true. I have a family too, and I I just told them kind of approach it like I'm in a conference. <laughs> yeah, you know, and but but it's kind of worked out really good because I I get to you know put my son to bed and all that kind of stuff where I, like you said, I wouldn't have been able to do that if I was in Atlanta. Yeah. Those late night FaceTime or or zoom calls aren't quite the same as being able to say good night in person. Right. Yeah, definitely. Well, we're about, I guess, halfway, a little over halfway through now, since it's a whole week, uh, we're speaking on Friday morning. What's something you're still looking forward to? I am definitely looking forward to the socials. Uh, we haven't had any yet. There was a dance party. I think it was like Tuesday night mm-hmm. that I went I went into and I had a good time there. Uh, they did the Pandora the sessions where you get to read for Pandora, which was really fun. I did that on Wednesday, and they just haven't we haven't had any socials yet. So tonight's the first one, and I'm really looking forward to those. Yeah, I'm interested to see how Scott's holding up. Scott Chambers, who's our host, had his second COVID shot yesterday, and I had mine the day before, and it oh, just kicked boy. me to the curb. So I'm hoping Scott's recovered enough by now, but. Uh, I'm sure he'll be fine. He's he's a trooper. Yeah, I had mine. Uh, I had my second one a couple months ago, and uh, yeah, it, the, se- the second one took me out for for a day for a good 24 hours. 
I'm sure he's a trooper, though. I think he'll, <laughs> if, if he's not feeling totally great, you know, he'll still probably pull, be able to pull it together. If I know Scott, he planned it so he would have yesterday to recover and be good to go for Friday and Saturday because he's all about being a great host as well. So I'm looking forward to that, too. Yeah. All right. Well, Jason, have fun at the rest of the conference. Thanks for being here on the VO Meter, and I'll see you hopefully in one of the sessions. Thanks, Paul. Sounds good. Walgreens, because it's flu season, you live in a place with doorknobs and handrails and, you know, people. We tried booking a vacation rental on one of those other websites. They don't always tell you everything. The stars take it to the red carpet. We are back live from the red carpet. California leads the way for change in America, and so does Kamala Harris. Rated M for Mature. Claire Redfield. And who exactly are you? So, yeah, what hashtag should I use to describe a grown man in a tuxedo wrestling a goat? Prior to 1933, many of them belonged to a variety of political parties that were now outlawed in Germany. This is the story of how Q got curly. Quinn was crazy about curls. Curly fries, curly straws, curly-haired dogs. Hey, Jay Michael here. Thanks for listening to the VO Meter podcast. It's one of my favorites. If you're looking for a great demo like the ones you just heard, check out jmcdemos.com for more information. So let's talk about the, you mentioned that Dave's talk was on the resilient true tell, and he framed it that way because the overall theme of the conference was resiliency. And there were several great presentations about voice actors sharing their experiences with resiliency. Let's talk about some of those. Things started off early in the week with, uh, with Joe Cipriano. Guy doesn't really need any introduction, but he, he talked about like his experience, a story that many of us have heard, but kind of going in a little bit more in depth. And I feel like he was kind of drawing from his recent um, or his recent book, and it was kind of like it, it was almost a, a live performed reading of that. So it was really nice. It was, it was both a very informal talk, but kind of like an audio experience as well. It was interesting. Then our next journey of resilience was Agent Pat Brady. And this is true of a number of our speakers, and that was kind of what the theme of the, the talks were, but many of them had endeared numerous hardships, like whether it be Many of them were in terrible accidents or suffered from terrible illnesses or cancer. And all of them just kept going. Things that would just make, like, just the idea of them paralyzes me with fear. And and you just hear their stories, and it's like you had every reason to give up, but you didn't. And it just made me examine myself and kind of get me to think about, wow, what are you complaining about? You've suffered hardships, too, but don't feel sorry for yourself. Just keep going. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And the the stories are all amazing. And when Gerald first told us about this, because I think he kind of sneaked it, it kind of leaked it to us when we were first negotiating about how we were going to represent the podcast, he talked about this resiliency. And we actually recommended a few of the speakers that were there. And I'm glad he he reached out to them because their stories are really amazing and it does kind of put things in perspective. Whereas I did a lot of sitting at home watching TV. I, I have nothing to complain about over the last year in, in, in actuality. Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's been a bit of a difficult year for me. I lost friends. Um, my brother had brain cancer his, um, and his surgery. And, and actually, one thing that, or like, I injured my hand recently, too. That sucked. But one of our speakers, uh, Keisha Monk, actually talked about her her journey through cancer and the poor woman suffered through it three times had three different forms of it 
<laughs> it's just like, and she just kept going. And she was still, she was still provide, like she was still working her butt off doing VO and she was still providing for her family. And, and it just reminded me, uh, and it gave me a newfound love and respect and appreciation for my brother and my mother who had gone through thyroid cancer a few years before. And, and I told her, I was just like, I was like, thank you so much for, for getting me to, to value and appreciate like my mom and my brother even more. And she's like, Sean, you're going to make me cry. Just tell me how your brother's doing. Here's my email. And I was like, oh, what a sweetheart. She was amazing. And, and what was interesting was like, you could see like the catharsis and the healing that happened from sharing those stories, right? From the presenters, right? That, that it felt like it was helping them but also they felt empowered because their words could help us. Yeah, and it was a great all-around theme given what all of us have gone through globally over the past year, and I think it, it fit well within the voice acting realm as well. So kudos to Gerald and the team. And it got me to think, too, because a lot of people, and we've talked about this before, the analysis paralysis of people pursuing VO, whether it be at the very beginning stages or at those plateau stages when work is drying up, right? Here you had several people who just acted, who made mistakes, who failed a lot and dealt with hardship and adversity, but they just kept going. They didn't let that, that hardship and that fear stop them from doing what they needed to do. So I'm going to try and learn from that, and I encourage you guys to do the same. Well, that wraps up the VO Atlanta 2021 Spectacular. Coming up, we're efforting interviews with VO Atlanta speaker Derry Allen Nieves, uh, VO Atlanta speaker Hugh Klitsky, who we had on the show before the conference started, and longtime vet of VO Atlanta and friend of the show, John Malone. So stay tuned for all of those. Awesome. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to this episode of the VO Meter. To follow along, visit us at www.vometer.com. We'd also love to hear your comments or suggestions for the show. Or if you have a questionable gear purchase, tell us all about it on our Facebook page or on Twitter at the VO Meter. 